are so grateful for what the Lord Jesus Christ did because he said it is finished. That means all is settled. And so we come before your presence this afternoon, Lord, and we pray that we will experience your manifest presence here. Send your word to us. Bless us in a special way. We ask that the offering of praise and worship we've rendered to you shall be acceptable in your sight. As we just share very briefly from your word and then move on to thank you all the more. We really cry out, Lord, that a genuine offering of praise will rise from this very building. And you will look down from heaven and you will bless us so that the world may know more about you. Thank you, our dear Heavenly Father. Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Good afternoon, everybody. Nice to have you here. All right, in the next few minutes, I will just share with us from First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through to verse 18. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through to verse 18. And the title of the short admonition will be called Give Thanks. Give Thanks. Verse 16 says, Rejoice always. And the, read from here, okay? You need to scroll all the way, but I'll read from here. It says, Rejoice always. Pray without season. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When I read those three verses, the first thing that came to my mind was that was quite a bit of a tall order. It says, number one, rejoice always. Is that really possible? Of course it is, if the Bible says it is, but the first reaction is, ah, is really? Rejoice always? You know, don't have any downtime. Let's just joy be in your heart all the time. Wow. Then it goes on without taking the foot off the pedal. It says, pray without season. Essentially, pray all the time. Then he concluded by saying, in everything, give thanks. Everything. Wow. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I don't know about you. It's kind of not a verse you can easily relate to. Am I right? Or am I the only person that feels that way? It's hard. It's in everything. When things are really, really bad, the word of God says, do what? Give thanks. And in fact, if I dare say that, it made it sound a little bit even tougher. When you look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. It says, giving thanks always, listen to this, for all things. That's worrying. 
giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I then pondered, why will a person do that? Why will a person always rejoice? Why will a person always keep praying no matter what? God is answering, does not seem to be answering, just keep praying. Then he capped it by saying, you know what? In everything, and goes on in another verse of the Bible to says, give thanks for all things in everything at all times. And then the question I ask is that, why will a person do that? Why will you give thanks when maybe there's a loss of job, maybe there's a bereavement, maybe there's a sickness, maybe there's some serious terrorist action or something somewhere? He said, just give thanks unto God. Why will you do that? I think the reason why a person will do that is because of the trust in God. You trust God, and that trust is based on one other fact, that God is good. Hallelujah. God is good. That is the basis, that is the reason why you can give thanks in all situations and at all times. Psalm 136 verse 1 says it better. Psalm 136 verse 1. Puts it a little bit better. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is... When we talk of the goodness of God, we're talking about... Is nature. That God is just a nice God. In respect of what the devil is telling you and I, God is good. And it's not just a cliche, it is true. God is good. There's no evil in him. The worst of situation, God knows how to turn it around to be the best of situation. Sometimes he brings, last week I was sharing with you that I look back that because of the sequence of events that happened in my life, that I lost my dad at the age of 16 when I was just about to go right into, you know, higher studies or whatever. And my future was very uncertain. But when I look back, I said, God, your hand was in it. And there are many of us that we can relate onto that. The goodness of God is non-negotiable. It does not depend upon how you feel or how I feel. God is good. Hallelujah. And that is unchangeable. Another reason why I believe the Bible says we should give thanks all the time, apart from the fact that God is good, and that makes you to trust him, is that it is good to do so. It is good to praise God. Amen. It is good to praise God. Psalm 147 verse 1. Psalm 147 verse 1. We look at a few Bible scriptures and establish what we're saying based on that. I'm trusting God this is going to be a life-changing experience for all of us as we begin to do what God asks us to do. He said, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. It is good to praise God. Do you know in life, there are some things that you do simply because it's good. Or put another way, simply because it is the right thing to do. You know, there's, there's, there's a saying that goes that in life, you ask three questions when you are confronted with a situation. The first question you ask, that most people ask, that is it safe? And somebody puts it this way, it's cowards that ask that. That is, the decision to do what you are going to do should not be based on whether it is safe or not safe. I'm not talking about health and safety now. I'm talking of, is it at the end of the day that the overriding reason why I do it, is it the safety of it? Then you're not going to do much. You're not going to take risk in life. We're not going to move forward in Christ. So that should not be the reason why we do things. 
Some people, they will ask, is it popular? Is it what everybody is doing? If everybody is not doing it, I'm not going to do it. And somebody says, it's only compromisers that ask such questions before they act. He said, but that's the third way. That's the third question that real people ask that we make impact. Is it right? And that's what character asks. So you can say, cowardice ask, is it safe? Compromise ask, is it popular? And character ask, is it right? And so giving thanks to God is, is just the right thing. A few years back, I remember we were trying to convince one of our friends, as it were, you know, about taking the right step. He, he, he went to marry. He didn't consult the family of the, 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 the young lady he married from all the, all the rest of it. I didn't do the, what he's supposed to do. And so we've been trying to encourage him. I said, look, just do it. And we gave this reason, gave that reason. And one of us, when we were just talking, just said, look, man, it's the right thing to do. And that struck me. There are some things we just do because they are right. Praise is giving thanks unto God is one of them. And unless we understand that, it will just be a difficult thing for all. Number three reason why I believe God is asking us to do this and to give thanks at all time, it is good for you. It is good for you. You know, it could be good, just as I said, it could be right, but it can cost you. But some things that are just right and we do them, we also want to get good results from them. And giving thanks is one of those things that it is not just good to do it, it is good for you. And I'll tell you why it is good for you. Now, secular researchers have found that those who are thankful, they are generally joyous. And those that are joyous, listen carefully to this, they tend to live longer, they tend to be in better health, they tend to age less quickly, and in actual fact, they tend to have better relationships. I don't know anyone that wants to hang around somebody with a wet blanket. Anytime he's worried, he's, and it's, it's natural. So we can, God is telling us for our own good. God is saying, look, for your good, be thankful. Look at all God has done for you, irrespective of how you feel. Because it is not a matter of how you feel. It is actually a matter of the right thing to do. And sometimes you need to take this step without feeling like doing it. I'd like to tell you as well, you owe yourself the duty of being happy. And I plead with you, nobody is going to take on that duty. Many times people will want to knock you down, they want to make you feel bad. For many reasons, maybe they are envious, maybe, you know, hurting people hurts. There are some people, they just look at you, why are you always happy? And they just made up their mind. Come on, you're not different from me. And they throw things at you just to make you unhappy. You know what? It is your duty to say, irrespective of what you say, I'm going to stay happy. I'm going to stay joyous. And that's why it's good to laugh. I hope you have a lot of laughter. When I counsel young people going into marriage, I say, one of the things that must be in your home must be laughter. Have a good laugh. Have a good laugh. And so, this only possible if you are not weighing yourself down with the things that are not working. And this is only possible when you spend time to appreciate God for what is working. Then you can have time to laugh. You know, some people, when, when they want to feel happy, they pinch themselves and they say, you're not supposed to be happy. You know? They, 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 they quickly hold back. 
You know, they call them, they say they catch themselves unawares. They just find themselves in a situation in which things have been so bad, they've been moody all week, they've been worried, oh God, this bill, that, this and that. And suddenly situations happen, maybe they just stumble on the program on the telly, and there's a nice comedy, and before they knew, they started laughing. So, ah, why am I laughing? <laughs> Come on, it's your duty to rejoice in the Lord. It is for your own good. It brings your blood pressure down. It, le- it makes the wrinkles on your face to be less. Creams don't do the job as well. Don't waste your time on, on anti-aging cream. They don't work. You know, they b- bring some of those things on the internet when, and if I just one, if you, have you seen it on the internet? That's what they say, I, I, a lady in Aberdeen. Have you not seen it? The thing pops up on my telly all the time. I said, this is Aberdeen. So they will show two pictures. They said, this is how she was before the cream, and this is how she is before, after the cream. Tell me another story. Thank God for Photoshop. The greatest anti-aging medicine you can have is to have a heart filled with laughter. Laugh. Because it is the plan of God for you to have a life that is full of laughter. And so, the Bible talks a lot about being thankful. And I, I would like to put it this way. It's a thankful I'm not mixing my T and TH. Tank. Is it tank? Is your tank full? Let it be full of joy. Let it be full of thanksgiving unto God. So having said all this, the question is what now? What shall we do? We've established that because God is good and is working in your favor. After all, the book of Romans chapter 8 says that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord. For them that are called according to his purpose. So, God is good. And also, it's just the right thing to do. It's the good thing to do. And of course, it is good for you. Now, what do I now do? Because if you want to just try, as I mentioned unto you, sometimes it becomes very difficult, very hard for us to just burst into that thanksgiving unless something happens. What is that thing that should happen? I will ask that you ask for a thankful heart that God requires you. Haven't you seen some people, they are always thankful. In fact, you are wondering, what is making you happy? I, can you think? But you just look at it. A few years back, I was in such an experience. My friends gathered around me. I wasn't getting the right appointment I should get in my career. I was moving, but not as fast. And some of them that I thought, I shared that testimony with you, they all gathered. I said, you know what? We're going to connect you. We're going to do this. And they were really, because I would teach them, and they would go and, you know, go for interviews and do well and move on. But I wasn't moving on. So they gathered together, and they said, they're going to talk to me. For the first time, God opened my eyes to something or made me feel something that I'm asking you to ask God to give you so that you can feel it. As they were spoken for about 15, 20 minutes, I didn't say they should stop. I said, with all due respect, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this to thank God for. And when they left, because they knew it's been bothering me, when they left, they, they, I was wondering, I said, where, where did that come from? What opened my eyes to begin to see that I'm blessed already? One aspect of my life may not be working, that does not mean I'm not blessed. And so, that's came back to my heart, and I recognized that truthfully, actually, God can give a person a thankful heart. God can rewire you. You know, when God wants to help a person, he will work on the inside of that person first. 
Because most of the testimonies we read in the Bible is God that helped them to do it. A woman that gave her last meal to the prophet, you don't do that normally. It has to be God working on you. A person that just decided to take his child, call Abraham, was going to the mountaintop, go and sacrifice the child, because God did not allow It's God that worked in him. In actual fact, the Bible says God that works in us both to will and to do what he wants us to do. So, above all things, I will suggest and ask that, Lord, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't feel thankful at all. And it's okay. I just don't feel it, to be honest. In fact, I don't even want to be in church this morning. It's a drag. It's hard. I'm not interested. Be straightforward with God. <laughs> because if you don't tell him, he knows it already. Because I don't want us this morning to just say, oh, Lord, I thank you. When deep within, you don't feel like. And as we ask him, I say, Lord, why don't you just tweak a little thing in me, tweak some things in my heart. Make me to just have a different outlook to this thing. And then I can lift up my voice to praise you as you want me to do. What now? Not only should you ask God for a thankful heart so that we can give thanks today, you should be watchful. Psalm 100 verse 4. Psalm 100 verse 4. You also must be watchful. It says, enter his gate with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. What I mean by be watchful? You know, in scripture, many a times, I believe that murmuring is tantamount to not blessing God. Uh, because the psalmist always say, I bless the Lord in my heart, bless the Lord at all. Blessing God simply means you go before God and you say, you know, God, you, you are so wonderful. You are speaking words of affirmation unto God. One spiritual law that we need to recognize, and I will land in this one very soon. One spiritual law we need to recognize is this. In the spiritual, if you don't do the default, then you are... If you don't do what you're supposed to do, that's a default that you do. Yes, that's what I mean. I explain. A person that is not alive in God, there's no in-between life and death. You're either alive or dead. i give you a good example again. A person who decides not to witness for Jesus... Heaven sees it as if you are on the other side that you are against him. Because if you are not for him, you are against him. You cannot stay in between. So if you don't bless God, what is the opposite of not blessing God? Uh, yeah, cursing, you are right. Cursing. And that's why I take time. Because, because you're not going to relate unto that. How can I curse God? No, nobody curses God. Oh, maybe the Bible says we actually do. Because when Job's wife told him in Job chapter 2 verse 9, he said, all these things that are happening around you, curse God and die. I'm sure the woman was not saying, use expletives against God. I believe what the woman was saying is that, why are you still blessing God? Stop blessing God. And spiritually, that simply means one is old English, upbraiding God. One is saying God is not who he is. And many times, we never say that directly against God. We blame people. 
We probably blame brothers and sisters in Christ. We probably blame pastors. We probably blame whoever. And I mentioned that to you before. Nobody will directly, unless the person is so far from God, and nobody will directly say, God, you know, you are a bad God. We transfer it onto other people. And so many times when we do that, we are actually not blessing God, and we are actually doing something graver than we ever can imagine. Number three, very quickly, and then I will pray for us, and we will spend more time to give thanks unto God today. Reorder your priority. Reorder your priority. And the simple way I probably explain this one is there are some things someone will give you that you will be thankful for. You agree with me? For instance, if someone brings to this room, maybe uh, who are the great painters and art, uh, artists of our generation or generation past? Eh? Eh? Ogaga? No, before generation. <laughs> Give Ogaga time to mature. <laughs> I don't see one of your paintings also. It's awesome. The guy, the guy draws. In actual fact, you should hold an art exhibition. Yeah, I'm serious about that. The guy is very good. All right. Who are the painters of, that sell in millions? Eh? Picasso. Good. Picasso. Good. I just want to mention one that all of us do. Now, if somebody gives me a Picasso painting, you know, I, I've seen one before. I can't make sense out of them. And that Picasso painting is costing about a million pounds standing or whatever. And you give it unto me. Most probably, because it is not up of my priority, I will say a kind of a muted thank you unto you. You agree with me? And so, it is with us that whatever matters most, that's what we thank most for. And that is why many people crash because they have set their priorities wrong. Don't set your priorities on things that are changing. If that is what you are most interested to give thanks for, when those things change, you crash. There are things that God has given you that you should spend your time. For instance, if you have hope of eternal life, you are saved. And that is still current. If that is on top of the priority, even though number three is not there, number four is not there, Number three might be whatever, family blessings. Number four might be material blessings. Those things are not there. But because number one is still there and is still current and you can thank God for that, you will find out that you remain permanently thankful. But if you rearrange it and the one that you still have in hand, you bring it all the way down. You don't thank God for your salvation. You don't thank God that you have hope of eternal life. You just see yourself as somebody, you know, well, thank God for that. God has done it. That's fine. Look, number one thing I want now is money. And you put money all the way up. And you know money develops wings. No matter how rich you are. And in fact, you can never have enough money. You can never have enough money. Even if I billionaire, you want to be a multi. And who knows, very soon somebody will be a trillionaire. But whatever it is, above all things, the question is, reorder your priority. That's why the apostles, they were beaten, they were persecuted. They knew that didn't change anything. They were feeling the pains. They said, pain, what for? When I have Jesus. Pain, what for? When I know there's a, there's a place reserved for me in heaven. To a point that the apostle once said, look, I just want to even leave this world and go and be with God. You know, our life is very temporary. Whether we like it or not, 
Time is passing. And it's passing very quickly. Those that were young yesterday, they are not as young like that today. And sooner and sooner than later, it comes to a time, all the things we are running after, they will not matter anymore. Please, I ask, have a quality life. Quality life is a life full of things. And quality life only comes from things that are eternal. And that should be the center of everything. Ask those who have got some of the things that human beings run after, that have plenty of them. They tell you, I mean, if, if, if you move to a new home, you know for sure within six months, it looks like an old house. It looks like an old house. If you buy a new car, the first six weeks or so, all the gadgets who are filled in with it, oh, this one is there, that one is there. Give it two years. You feel like there's even nothing in this car. All those things are changing. Reorder your priority, and you will be able to have a heart full of thanks unto God. In a few minutes, we will stand up and come and give our Thanksgiving offering. We do that once a month. And I just ask us to do it differently today. When we do Thanksgiving offering, um, it is not the amount you give that matters. It is how you give it. It's different from your tithe. Tithe, the Bible commands that you give a tenth of your, uh, of your earnings unto him and he blesses you back. Offering freely out of your heart, you decided this Sunday I'll give this amount, next Sunday I'll give another one. But for Thanksgiving offering, which we do once a month, and it's not the amount you give that matters, give a good amount, God will pay you, we, 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 we reward you accordingly, but how you give it. And so we will come forward, please, number one, make sure you come with a heart full of things that you can work. You can be in this environment, and for many other things you can list. If you can dance, dance. If you can't, and there's no reason why you can't, amen. But if you, yeah, maybe you are not too confident about your dance steps. It's not everyone that would do a slide that uh, Solomon was trying to do there. It got 75%. But at the end of the day, everyone can humbly and respectfully come forward before God and say, God, I thank you. And you're walking forward, not sitting where you are. It's a signal that you are taking an extra step. It's not just you, if you, you carry yourself from where you are. You say, look, I'm going to step forth, as it were. I'm coming to, you know, imaginary, we believe, you know, that God, as it were, standing around here and watching you, and you march forward. And when you give the offering or whatever you give, don't throw it there. There have been many times as we, the way we give it, you know, as if God has come to beg you. You know, he's not a beggar. When you give, may I please lovingly and humbly ask you, do it respectfully. And as we do that this afternoon, I'm confident that God himself will remember us and we open the heavens over each and every one of us in Jesus' name. So, it's not so much of a tall order anymore. You agree with me? It's, it's possible for you to give thanks all the time. And that will be based on you getting your priority right being watchful and asking God 
to give you the right heart. You'd like to bow down your heads and pray? Think of all the goodness of God to you. Think of all the wonderful things he has done for you. Thing it did for you. For Two more times. When I think, and all He has done for me. say praise God for saving me for giving me hope of life eternal my prayer Lord at this moment such hearts will turn to you and they will experience such saving grace in you our God I also ask Father right now that every one of us in this room will receive thankful hearts from you do that miracle in our hearts. Take the heart of stone away. Put the heart of flesh. That supple heart. The one that is quick to see the goodness of the Lord. The one that doesn't murmur and complain. The one that trusts God and says it may be hard today, but because God is God, it shall be okay tomorrow. Give us such a heart, oh God, individually. And I'm asking, Daddy, that by your special grace, we all shall be watchful, that we will not allow wrong thoughts to settle in our hearts. When those thoughts come, Lord, we will reject them very quickly 
And we latch on to the truth of the matter that irrespective, God is a good God. And Lord, we will put the first day first. Let praises fill our homes. Let praises fill our lives. Let the name of the Lord be glorified. We give you all honor and praise, Father. In Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Praise the Lord.